Welcome to the Functional Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Holt. I'm an integrative and functional medicine nutritionist with a feisty attitude in well over a decade of clinical experience. I work with women all over the world through my online programs. And I'm also the founder of the Functional Nutrition Academy, a school in practitioner mentorship where we help other clinicians level up with functional medicine methodologies. I've got a bone to pick with diet culture and the conventional healthcare model that are both systematically failing so many of us. Creating a new model is my life's work, and this is what this show's all about. Please keep in mind this podcast is created for educational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. If you like what you hear today, I would love for you to subscribe to the show, leave a review in iTunes, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Now give me the mic so I can take it away. Oh man, I just love today's episode, my friends. I hope you do too. I've got Liz Wolf on and I am a mega fan and have been for a lot of years. We have recently become pals and there's just nothing like getting to sit down and chat with a friend and oh yeah, also record it for thousands and thousands of people to hear. Uh, You'll notice that parts of this conversation are just that, they're conversational. (laughs) That's really self-indulgent on my part. I just love to chat with Liz and ask her all like the random questions between like biohacking stuff and then like, you know, reality TV. So buckle up. This is one of those episodes you'll you'll feel like you're in the room with us probably just like palling around. Uh, we're talking about muscle though. So there is like an actual theme to this show. Liz has a phenomenal new fitness app called Athletic Mom, and she's been kind enough to give all of you a discount code, FUNK, F-U-N-K. You get 20% off of your membership when you go to athleticmom.com. Uh, really great. I can't wait to sign up. It it looks awesome. She'll explain what it's all about. But today, the name of the game is building muscle. Why we need to do it, how to do it. Uh, This conversation has gone places that other conversation about muscles haven't gone. So I think it's pretty cool. And you'll learn a lot. You'll maybe have a couple of laughs. And (laughs) I think, and... (laughs) If you have a sense of humor, you'll have a couple of laughs. And anyway, you'll just catch a vibe from Liz. I could have talked to her for like four hours um, about all things nutrition, health, fitness, and Vanderpump rules. So without much further ado, here's Liz Wolf. Okay, here we are. We are recording. Hi, Liz Wolf. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Erin Holt. Do you know that um, you don't know this story and I wanted to wait until we were on air, but, um, I, so I, my daughter's nine. And when she was like four months old, my college friends from Northeastern came to visit me. One of which was Danielle Koenig. So shout out to Danielle. Cause I know she'll listen to this episode. And she was like, um, I, I had been a vegetarian for like 15 plus years at that point, 20 years maybe. And I was like, I feel like I have to start eating meat. And she's like, I got a great podcast for you. It's called the Balance Bites podcast. And I was like, what's a podcast? <laughs> I was like, I don't know what a podcast is. I don't, what do you, do you watch it? Do you watch it? Where do I find it? And she had to like explain to me what a podcast was and how to listen to a podcast. And that's, I started listening to the Balance Bites podcast. And that's- it was like my foray into eating meat but also into like a whole other world of nutrition. 
my that, so you genuinely have my book. You didn't just grab that from the library and put it on your bookshelf just for today. Like no, when I showed it to you, I was like, no, I own this. Did you, you were like, did you just buy that? I'm like, no, I own this. I've I've had this for a oh long time. God. That's yeah. mind boggling. When we first started the Balance Bites podcast, myself and Diane Sanfilippo, people there were like three podcasts, like three paleo podcasts, because mm-hmm. we were very paleo oriented at the time. And eventually we kind of just, you know, expanded out and we're talking just about real food and just whatever life, healthy living. But people were like, do you think we're like at critical mass for paleo podcast right now? Like you guys sure you this mm, do we really need another paleo podcast? And we were going, we were chugging along for like eight years. We were like, yeah, yeah, we do. We need another one. We when I started this podcast, I was gonna and entitle it the functional nutrition podcast. And people were like, probably not a good idea. Um, nobody knows what functional nutrition is. And I was like, oh, well, they do now. No, they <laughs> so do. back then, six years ago, functional nutrition like wasn't even a thing. So it's just wild how much things have changed in this yeah. arena in such a short period of time. And now the word functional is like the words functional and integrative are like the two most rec- almost recognizable words in holistic health. It's like the like the holy grail, like functional nutrition, functional fitness. It's it, it's a I don't even want to I don't want to call it a buzzword, but but it is. It's so recognizable, and you were right there, right there at the beginning. Um, I spelled it with a K and I trademarked it. So sometimes nice. people message me and their handle is functional spelled with a K. And I want to say, do you know, you can't do that, but I don't say that, <laughs> but you I could, own that. But, but, but I could, but you can know it. Exactly. Yes. You know? You're like, I've got this, um, I can wield this power if I want to, but you're being exactly. judicious about it. And I like that about you. I appreciate that about you. So before we get into muscle, how are you? Just a quick, quick tour check-in. How are you doing post Vanderpump Rules? All the reunions are now done. Can I tell you, as I was getting ready for this podcast, I finished. It, it took me literally three weeks to finish the three reunion episodes, maybe longer, because I just have to consume it in bits and pieces because somebody's always... Do we curse on this podcast? Very much so, yes. Okay. Somebody's always, did we say the F word? Yeah. Somebody's always fucking with me. <laughs> There's always a small person <laughs> that's fucking with my ability to finish my reality TV. And that's like my, that's my retreat when I'm getting ready for something, which is, you know, every two weeks I'll take a shower, maybe dry my hair. And that was a joke, kind of. And I'll watch it. And I just finished it in hopes that you would ask me about it. And I will say I was very bored by the reunion. I, I, some of these kids just kept jumping in, and I was like, "You don't, we don't need you right now, James Kennedy. We don't need you to jump in talking about how somebody's a, a poopy head or what." You know, I was like, "Shh, let's hear from Ariana. Let's hear from Tom. Let's hear from." Ra- there was not enough. There was not enough of that energy in there. It was way too much James Kennedy and, and not enough of the rest. Well, listen, when I was on your podcast, just, you know, a few weeks, a couple months ago, whatever it was, I was on my high and mighty horse about Raquel. And I was like, listen, I don't think that we should drag people. I don't think it's fair. And then I saw this and I was like, drag her. You know, I'm like, you're a bad lady. You're a bad egg. What? what? You did a bad thing. Bad you wrote a form. bad song. Bad, bad form, Captain Hook. Yeah, bad. I mean, no, no expression. And I understand RBF, because I am a haver of 
RBF. Like I have a very, you know, mouth turns down. I just look mad all the time if I'm not conscientiously trying to, you know, be pumped up. But there was no expression. I mean, she said some of the right words. She had she had words, some of the best words, but but there was no like true emoting, and it was a little bit disturbing. Tom, however, not to emotionally police people, but Tom was emoting a little too much, and I was like, well, if you really have these strong feelings about it, you wouldn't have done it. So I'm not I'm not really believing you right now, buddy. I cannot with Tom Sandoval. His his little like temper tantrum, like Ugh, get the cameras off me i'm like i can't i can't i can't yes. with that energy like, you gotta go you swipe left you gotta you gotta get out of here. yeah get out of here is that the way we swipe i i my um relationship preceded the swipey apps same i just it's say it because i feel i feel like that's what the kids are saying and my that's kids what the- <laughs> that's what they're saying that's what they're saying well he showed himself you know, he, he was almost convincing me and I'm so apt to believe people. I want to believe people, but every once in a while he'd jump in with that little tantrum or saying something about, you know, how he and Ariana had an intimate moment and, and then she kept her shirt on. It was really hot. And I was just like, no, oh no, no, you, you get out of here. You get right out of here right now. There was no, no more. No. I would love to be in a room with Lala, though. I, 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 think, I like her. Everything. I think she's funny. And I would love to just, just be in a room with her. And I was going to say have a glass of wine, but she's sober. So like, you know, sweet. have a mocktail and just see what she says. So oh, we're wow. at this point, I feel like I'm just as tempted by a mocktail as I am from an actual alcoholic beverage. And that's a very 40-ish thing to say. Agree. Yeah. I can't agree with you. Oh, you can't agree. What about like a, you know, like an elderflower to do something real, you know, snooty and bougie. Nothing like that. That's not tempting. Um, like if I'm home, I'll do a, a mocktail with like bitters. Yeah. Um, if I'm in a social setting with other people, um, you want to get wasted. I'm gonna you need just, just get- a hit of the loose. Just, but that's more like social anxiety and just than anything else, you know. I get that a hit of the hooch a little bit, which you know. No, I get that. And I don't know what it is. Somewhere along the line, I just, I think part of it is because I live in a community that is very, the 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 beer flows like wine. It's, there's just sure. a okay. lot. It's, it's a party. It's, you know, like a fraternity sorority. And I mean this in a good way because I'm surrounded by wonderful people, but there are so many opportunities to party. I live at a lake. It's like everybody's, you know. Oh, lake life. Oh, it's lake life. Yes. And people are, and it's just, it's a suburb of Kansas city. So it's not like people are taking a trip down to the lake for the weekend. People live here 24 seven and there is a restaurant right around the corner. Like there are too many, there's golf carts, there's too many opportunities. And so I think I just got to the point where I was like, I have to kind of pick a lane here and it's not going to be, it's not going to be the party every night. It's just, it can't be because I will. I will die. I'm too, I'm too old. I'm rickety as it is. It's, I, I can't do it. So listen, for context, I live in the woods and I see people like once every three months. So oh, very so different. Nice. It's really, it's really good for my nervous system. It really <laughs> is not good for like my propensity to be a hermit. However, we have to, I have to really like go out of my way, you know, to like yeah. see humans. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about muscle, which is really why okay. you're here. I will say that I've never thought about 
muscle as much as I have in the past, like two plus years. And I think it has everything to do with the fact that I am 39 years old yep. and I feel like I am training for my future or the future that I want to have, you know, like the body that I want to have. And when I say body, I'm not necessarily talking about aesthetics, although maybe that too, but more so like how I want to feel in my body, you know, like strong and capable and resilient and like having like robust health. That's how I want to feel. So I'm training for it, but let's just take it right from the top and talk about why skeletal muscle is great. Like why should we care about muscle? Uh, well, uh, we could, yeah, we could just call it muscle, skeletal muscles, like the fancy, this is what the term that, you know, fancy people in the industry use. Um, That's the term you used in the notes you sent over. Well, I'm so in I the industry. level of fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I, I, okay. So let me tell you the background I'm coming from here. I am a nutritional therapy. You probably put all this in the, in the, in the intro introductory stuff, but I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner. I've kind of bounced around. I've always used nutrition as a vehicle to achieve something. And for the most part, it was for many years, healthy skin. I had really horrible skin in college and into my probably late twenties, early thirties. And this was before we were all putting our pictures all over the internet. Thank God. But I used nutrition as a vehicle to heal my skin. And so it's always been in pursuit of something. And I've told this story way too many times, but over the last couple of years, my Instagram feed has started to change looks. Like right after I had my second baby at 37 years old, I started getting these ads. Like I'm still contemplating, are we done having kids? And I start getting these ads for like skincare and perimenopause and training and perimenopause, fitness for perimenopause. And I was like, what, what, what does the algorithm know that I don't know? Apparently that I am in, you know, circling the drain into perimenopause. And it really bugged me. But at the same time, I had been looking for an outlet for a long time because I'd just been on cruise control. Like I felt like I'd figured out how to nourish myself well, what was important, how to be flexible, like how to enjoy the things I want to enjoy, but also know when I need to pull back and take care of myself a little bit better. You know, I'm an adult now, so I can do that. But I've been looking for a target or looking for something to really dive into intentionally and use my knowledge around nutrition as a way to to better my own life and to reach that goal. And I started to think about it. I had been in such denial that I am entering a different stage of life right now. I didn't even want to look at it. I didn't want to think about it. I wanted to be perpetually 32. And that is not serving anybody. If we're not thinking about this stuff now, in particular, the stuff that's going to keep us healthy, which is nutrition and muscle, those two things work hand in hand, how you feed your body and how you move your body is what develops muscle, what enables you to really shore yourself up against some of that age-related decline. Um, Sarcopenia, people in the industry talk about age-related sarcopenia where you're losing muscle mass increasingly over the years, over the decades. That's stuff we actually do have to acknowledge and think about. And so when I finally acknowledged that, I was like, yes, I can use what I know about nutrition to start feeding into this goal of aging well. And like you said, we can think about how our bodies look. It's not for me to tell anybody they shouldn't think about that or that they should. But in general, as we get older, especially, it is, in my opinion, a lot harder to achieve healthy body composition that you feel good about without the foundations of nutrition and fitness. And at the center of that is healthy 
muscle mass and enough of it to take you through the next 10, 20, 30 years. And we're going to quickly interrupt this discussion to shout out one of our show sponsors. As a reminder, the support of our sponsors is what allows the Functional Nutrition Podcast to continue to pump out new content to you. So we always thank them. We hope that you support them too. All right. Shit is bananas right now. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Somebody recently asked me, what do you do when you're doing all of the things, you're practicing all of the tools, but things still feel really intense? And honestly, this is where Ned de-stress comes in for me. It is part of my daily routine right now. It's a certified organic formula, full spectrum hemp with CBG, CBD, and also ashwagandha. So it really helps to calm down the body and soothe down anxiety. If you need some support right now, fortify your stress response and get 15% off Ned's de-stress blend with code FUNK, go to helloned.com forward slash FUNK or enter code FUNK at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash F-U-N-K to get 15% off. Thank you as always, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering myself and our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. All right, my athletes and my fitness freaks, are you getting enough electrolytes? You kind of need them. They're kind of a big deal. You lose a lot through sweat, but just don't be replacing them with any of the junk. No sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no fillers, no yuck. You need Element. It's not only delicious and wicked convenient, mixes in water super easily, but it also contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams sodium, 200 milligrams potassium, 60 milligrams of magnesium. You can get a free sample pack that's eight single serve packets for free with any element order when you go to drinkelement.com forward slash funk. The deal's only available through my unique link to thank you for listening to the show, D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com forward slash F-U-N-K. You can try it risk-free. What is that interplay? Because there's been a lot of chatter on the circuit about muscle as a means of optimizing blood sugar, for example. So what are some more of the interplays between nutrition and muscle mass and muscle mass and, you know, nutrition? Well, we'll probably come back around to this. And what people usually think about when they think about muscle mass and nutrition is just protein, the type of protein Mm -hmm. you're eating, how much you're getting. Some of that actually comes down to amino acids, which we can talk about that as well. But one thing I wanted to make sure not to forget to talk about, so I'll mention it now, is the fact that your muscle mass is basically an, an organ of blood sugar control. We can actually move glucose into the muscles and utilize it without the action of insulin. It's called non-insulin mediated glucose transport. There are a couple other names for it as well. But I think one of the things that people get really paranoid about, and we can talk about this too, when they're talking about really training for longevity, training for muscle mass, is not just that protein is important, but also that carbohydrates are important. And people get so, I don't know if your people still get paranoid about carbohydrates, but I still find the people that I talk to are still freaked out about carbohydrates. I don't count carbohydrates at all. I eat whatever I want. And one of the cool things about not just how our bodies deal with glucose and blood sugar when we have good healthy muscle mass and when we're moving our bodies with good functional movement patterns is that we can shuttle the glucose right into our muscles and utilize it in our workouts. It's not... It's not sitting there. It's not causing inflammation. It's not quote unquote excess. It's something that you actually are eating for a purpose. And I think that's really cool. People just forget about how 
how many things are interacting when we're talking about nutrition, food, and fitness. It's like this triad. I need to develop this concept better because it literally just shot into my head that how all of these things are working together. So it's not just, you know, it's not just protein when it comes to muscle and health and fitness and longevity. It's carbohydrates as well. And it's also how the muscles enable our bodies to use those carbohydrates. It all works together really, really beautifully. Do you find that there has to be a specific, like specific timing about carbohydrate? Like how, how deep do you go? Cause like for me personally, I love to work out. I love to eat. I, when you talked about cruise control, like my food is on cruise control at this point. Yeah. Like I don't want that kind of life. I don't want the kind of life where I have to like manage my food around yeah. my diet. Like I'll eat before I work out. I'll eat after I work out beyond that. When people are like, how many grams of carbs do I need at what time? Like I can't, I can't live that kind of life. For myself anymore. If you want to do it, if you get good results, great. But like, where do you stand on that? Like, do you have to get in order to build muscle? How how intense or in depth do we have to get about fueling the muscle at specific times, especially with the carbohydrates that you were just talking about? Yeah, yeah. So from my perspective, what I do is I'm just like you. I don't want to. I, I can't. Like, I just, I just can't. At the same time, over the last year or so, I've kind of realized that there are, and this is probably the wrong word to use, but it's the only word I can think of, shortcuts. There are shortcuts you can take that you can kind of add in versus having to build your life around. And that's that's what I'm looking for. And I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I'm actually developing an amino acid supplement, which I'm really excited about to hopefully plug into this need for women our age that have the same goals that you and I do, which is to not obsess, enjoy life, but also be healthy for the long haul. I was talking to him about the difference between biohacking and what I'm trying to do. Biohacking being people who are like, got to time these carbs, got to time this protein, got a cold plunge, sauna, red light glasses, or not red light glasses, blue light glasses, red light. I can't. <laughs> and I've done most of that stuff with the exception of the cold plunge. I have no interest in that whatsoever. But that is going out of your way to construct your life around perfectionism, around hitting every single target. And that's like very gratifying for some people. It is not gratifying for me. I have my red light mask like that you're supposed to use for your skin sitting. Literally, I inch it closer and closer to where I sleep every night to the point like it right now it would be resting on my pillow. It could not get any closer to me and I still don't use it. All I have to do is lay down, put it on my face and turn it on and I still won't do it. And that is, that's me. And I think that's a lot of people also. They just are not going to become different human beings than they have been for their entire lives just for the sake of a lifestyle change, no matter how beneficial it can be. Okay. So the remedy to that for me is number one, finding shortcuts that enable you to optimize what you can, when you can take those opportunities, if they fit in really, really easily. And then also to a degree, getting excited about this process. That is one thing that has enabled me to make a few shifts here and there. I'm excited to build muscle. I recognize the imperative that I have because this is some, this is kind of a screwy thing to say, but I think it's true. I'm realizing that I am running out of years to pack on muscle mass with the ease that I could have in my twenties and thirties. Is that scary? No, I'm like, I, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Cause I'm like, wait, I, cause I'm 39. You're yeah, 39, 40, yep. 40 in 30, September. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do we, 
are we still in the window where it's like we can do it? <laughs> we're we're at the very it's closing like we're it's, it's closing on us and it's like it's highly individual and there are people Dr. Stacy Sims is like my rock star. I follow her obsessively. Her book Next Level is amazing. Her book before before Next Level was Roar. I devoured that book. She is all about training and menopause. Uh, perimenopause. And she, and one of the things I learned from her that blew my freaking mind is that almost all of the research around performance, around fitness, around exercise is literally done on men. And her, the thing that she says is women are not small men. And I was like, it blew my mind that there was just hardly any good research around women and training and fitness. Now, Dr. Sims seems to be she is geared towards longevity and fitness, but she's also very much geared toward performance. I am not a performance athlete. I doubt I will become one in this stage of my life, but as many times as I pretended to be a performance athlete when I was out like hurting myself in CrossFit. But my thing is like, let's take every opportunity we can and we can do little things, integrate them into our lives. So now I'm like way far afield from the original question. But what was the original question? What can we do? What was the original question? I don't, I don't know. even travel. I'm, I'm going along for the ride. I've taken you on this journey. I don't drink caffeine anymore, but every once in a while I will take a little methylene blue and trochee and put it in my cheek there. Okay. Now you can edit this part out if you want to. This is what I'm talking about. Biohacking would be me getting up at 4.30 in the morning and going and jumping into a freezing cold ocean. And, and you know, that's just not going to happen. I can do things like I can take a little uh, methylene blue supplement now and then if I want to really get my mental capacities flowing. If I've got a lot of work to do, if I want to have a two-hour writing session and I want to you know, add a little caffeine, a little methylene blue, that type of thing. That, what do you keep saying? I'm Googling <laughs> methylene blue. <laughs> you Stop might have saying to it. Now I've is. lost everyone. Damn it. This podcast was my shot and I just... <laughs> All right, tell us about methylene blue. Why don't All we right. just why don't we I've, start there? Methylene blue is a blue substance that I think I've got my little. Let me see if I have it over here. No, I don't. I'm doing a podcast with Dr. Scott Schur, um, who is the founder of a company called Troscriptions. They make these trochies, which are basically little like little supplements that you stick in this buckle area of your cheek. So not buckle like the buckle where we used to buy our jeans, but buckle like B-U-C-C-A-L. So you stick these little trochies in between your cheek and your, and your you know, gummy area right here and they dissolve. And the transport of the active compounds basically are shunted directly to your dome, basically directly to your brain. And so you feel these neurological effects. It's a nootropic. So nootropic meaning something about it makes your brain work better. I don't fucking know, but it works. <laughs> so my point in saying all of this is there is some overlap between the biohackers and the people like you and I, who are just really interested in what we can add to our lives easily with low investment, low drama to make things work a little bit better. There's a little bit of overlap there. So I'll do that, but I'm not going to do a cold plunge. I'm not going to go, you know, I don't know. What are these biohackers doing these days? Jumping off. Methylene blue. Methylene blue. <laughs> exactly. My God. Hey, people, stay, stay here. Don't leave. 
So listen, with carbohydrates around <laughs> exercise, where do you stand on that? Just cut that whole chunk out. Cut the whole thing Never. out. I refuse. I'll tell you what I do is I don't time my carbohydrates, but I make sure that I get some carbs before and I get some carbs after. And that to me is actually more of a stress buffer than anything else mm. because there are so many different schools of thought around at what age, even what stage in your menstrual cycle you should be consuming carbs, when, where, why, how. To me, I have seen much less return on investment in religiously timing carbohydrates in a way that is more complicated than just I make sure to get them at every meal and a little bit at most snacks. I have not seen that pack anywhere near the bang for the buck as making sure your protein is timed appropriately. That's where it's at. And I understand if you're a performance athlete, you might need to get more detailed about your carbohydrate content. That's probably true. But for somebody like you and me, we want to work out for longevity, for muscle mass, for overall well-being for the long haul. And maybe we want to build on top of that some aesthetic goals. Fine. That's not really my bag right now, but some people do want to do that. It's much more about protein in my experience and with the people that I've spoken to. So I will say that one thing that I've been really consistent about this year that I have not in the past is supplementing with amino acids around my exercise, especially the strength training exercise. And, um, or sometimes if I'm working out early in the morning, I have like, I, I just, I get, I'm very prone to acid reflux. So it's hard for me to do an intense workout with food in my belly sometimes. Um, and so if I, if I know, I just, especially like yoga, if I'm going to be upside down anyway, I'll do amino acids then too. And I have seen the most muscle mass gains. Is that what we yeah. call them? With a Z? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm this year than like ever before. So I, there's really something to that. And I would love to talk about the ideal, whatever that means, the ideal way to prioritize in time protein around exercise. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I wish we had a better word than hacks, but I'm going to use the word hacks, even though I hate it. So I'm going to share some just lifestyle hacks that I have found that work really, really well for me, but I'll also give some numbers. So Especially at the point that we are at, which is nearing 40, which is there are probably people listening who are like, you guys are so young. And there are probably people listening that are like, you guys are so old. I know. It's okay. It's fine. We're fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. So protein timing. It's important that we're getting protein at every meal, obviously. That can be really, really difficult, especially if you have a busy lifestyle if you have kids, if you're running people around all the time. So this is controversial in the nutrition world. I know I'm persona non grata for saying this, but I have actually been leaning pretty hard on protein shakes over the last year. And sometimes actually as a meal replacement or with a meal or something that's more travel friendly, because I cannot be bothered to prepare three freaking protein dense meals a day. I cannot be bothered to meal prep every week to make sure I have 
20 to 30 to 40 grams of protein at every meal, three meals a day. It is too freaking much. And I don't know how you counsel people. Like there were times in my career when I was very tough love where I was like, if you want to get results, you do it. This is what you do. Like stop complaining and do it. And I tell myself that sometimes, but the reality of my life right now is that I'm balancing a lot of things. I'm balancing health with my people who need me, with my marriage, with my relationship, with my time to sleep, to relax, to finish the Vanderpump Rules reunion series. All of that is important to me, massively important. And so for me, I will probably rely most days of the week on getting one of my meal quantity protein hits from a protein shake. Sometimes that's beef protein. Sometimes that's whey protein, which I know is also controversial, but I like it for multiple reasons, particularly if it's falling in the post-workout window. But what I really like to do and what you just talked about and what I talked about a few minutes ago was an amino acid supplement. This is like a protein shake with all of the extra taken out. Now we like protein shakes because there's a lot of other things that we could do with them. But what amino acids do is they are just, these amino acid supplements are just the essential amino acids with nothing else. And if you are able to time that, especially away from meals, you have almost 100% absorption of the amino acids. And they this is the thing that has been the biggest game changer for me. And it's why I'm trying to develop something that's targeted specifically toward people in our bracket, because there's also a concern around becoming less responsive to the amino, the amino acid leucine, which is also really important for muscle building and for performance. So incorporating these essential amino acids, these amino acid supplements before a workout, sometimes even during a workout, and then maybe even after a workout for me has been huge. And it's so easy. And these are the lifestyle hacks I'm talking about. I could not be bothered. I've, I've been working out pretty consistently for a while. Never have I ever been able to be bothered by having a protein shake after a workout or pre-workout nutrition or post-workout nutrition. But recently thinking about it, I realized that this is actually an opportunity to optimize in a really easy way that doesn't detract from my life. So I will literally just take a scoop with me to my workout, shake it up with water and chug it at the end. I'm going to drink water anyway. Might as well drink it with my essential aminos in there. So I do that. I've also gotten this little travel blender, which is so dorky, but it's a little USB charging blender. It's cup size. And you literally just like, you could toss some stuff in there before you leave or once a week prepare three or four, you know, mason jars full of protein, some kind of you know, red or green powder, some maybe resistant starch and uh, some creatine, which is also huge. If people were really wondering what to do to improve performance and muscle mass, it would be amino acids and creatine. Absolutely. And that's what I do. And it's literally not taken anything away from my life. It hasn't distracted from anything. It hasn't made anything harder. I haven't had to become a different person. It's just drinking something scooping something into a a thing and drinking it. It's so easy. One thing I do for blood sugar support, especially around my workouts, is amino acid supplementation. I put Keon aminos in my water bottle to take to the yoga studio or the gym, and I drink it either before or after my workout, sometimes both. I also like that it enhances my recovery. I feel less sore. Leucine-enriched 
amino acids help to reduce soreness and aid in muscle repair. And Keon Aminos contains 40% leucine plus all nine essential amino acids. So that's kind of why it's a really good fundamental support for fitness. It's backed by over 20 years of clinical research, highest quality ingredients. There's no fillers. There's no junk. It undergoes rigorous quality testing and tastes really good. Save 20% on monthly deliveries and 10% on one-time purchases. If you go to getkeon.com forward slash funk, that's G-E-T-K-I-O-N.com slash F-U-N-K to get my fundamental supplement for fitness, Keon Aminos. Okay, podcast buddies, I want to take a sec to shout out Organifi Green Juice because I have had my family drinking a lot of it lately. We recently had our well water tested, and guess what? We found out that we have arsenic and uranium in our drinking water. Not crazy uncommon for New Hampshire, but still pretty gnarly. So I'm using Organifi Green Juice as part of a gentle detox support. It's got wheatgrass, moringa, spirulina, chlorella, matcha. All of these dense green powders can be extremely supportive here. The green juice also has a clinical dose of ashwagandha, which is an adaptogen that I love for stress reduction, relaxation, healthy immune system, healthy hormones. It comes in two flavors. Both taste great. We've got original, which is like a minty flavor, and then crisp apple. Also, Organifi powders are glyphosate residue free, which is a really big deal when you're buying any superfood powders, especially if you're doing it with the intention of helping you detoxify. So you can head to Organifi.com forward slash funk to save 20%. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash F-U-N-K to save yourself 20%. Um, I have a couple follow-up questions just that I anticipate people will ask, but I will also say that I've done the same. And it's just so funny. Um, I was just talking to somebody else about this, about how much my viewpoint on things have shifted. And I don't know if that's a function of age or just being in this world for a lot of time, interfacing with like thousands of clients. Because before, when I started my career, I was pretty dogmatic about not you know, just eating whole foods. Like we don't do the powders and the pills and the shakes and the potions. We just eat whole foods, period, end of discussion. And now it's, to me, it's more about let's get people to just do things that help them, even if it means leaning on protein powders. And I'm like you, I I have a, as somebody who didn't eat meat for 20 years, it's actually Mm -hmm. challenging for me to eat the amount of animal protein that I need to hit my protein goals. And, um, it's, it's just kind of time consuming too. So I'll try to get, you know, I'll make sure I get protein at every meal, but I've been the past six months to a year leaning on protein powders more so than I ever have in the past Mm -hmm. with like pretty bitchin' results just in terms of how I feel. So I'm just going to kind of keep doing that. Um, my question to you is any specific brand recommendations, just because I know people will want to know for the beef protein powder, I'm assuming it's a beef isolate that you're talking yep. about, yep. whey, and also creatine. Okay. So creatine, really anything will work. Creatine monohydrate. I get mine from like bulk, bulk, bulk supplements and it's five, I believe five grams. I'm not, I'm not great with the grams and the you know, milligrams and grams, but I believe it's five grams is a good dosage of creatine. And people think of creatine as this like bodybuilding supplement. Yeah. The, the funny thing about bodybuilders too, is that bodybuilders also have some of this overlap with like the everyday person. 
And it's so fascinating because if anybody knows what's going to work or what's going to help build muscle, it's a bodybuilder. They are like the original biohackers. The only difference is they don't care about longevity. All they care about is like the next competition or whatever it is and what's going to get them there. But some of these things have that I have learned that have come out of the bodybuilding community have been so interesting. One of the things that I learned from them, I don't know how you feel about liver, but bodybuilders have been taking liver pills. Like it's just now sweeping the nation that people are taking liver pills, you know, instead of eating liver, which is a very nutrient dense traditional food stacked with B vitamins, choline and vitamin A, all sorts of good things. Bodybuilders were using liver pills to help them build muscle decades ago, decades ago. And it's so fascinating how much they know about all of this stuff. So again, totally lost the original train of thought. Recommended brands. Okay. Creatine, anything really works that's creatine monohydrate. There are a lot more essential amino acid supplements on the market right now. I haven't evaluated all of them, but I do know that Kion, Kion, I think is the brand, is one that some friends of mine use and also body their show sponsor is Wolf. They're a show sponsor. So like, <laughs> whoosh, nothing but nets. There you go. That's the only one I recommend. The one and only amino acid supplement I recommend is that one. There you go. <laughs> oh, that was good. Um, all right. And then what about whey and beef protein? Okay. Do you have faves? Yes. And I, I also wanted to say, I think part of the reason I would maybe have avoided some of these protein shakes and supplements back in the day, which was a Wednesday, by the way, is because we didn't have a lot of options. We didn't know the sourcing. We had no idea. And there is a very real connection between um, certain compounds that you can find in protein shakes and, for example, acne. So that was a problem for me for some time. But now we have these amazing sources of protein that we can take advantage of, why not do it? So where I really like to get my beef protein is through Be Well by Kelly. I really, I love Kelly Levesque. She's created a really great product and she's got both plant-based and beef protein. Her sourcing is impeccable. She's super transparent about the process. So I love that. And then the whey protein that I like is from NorCal Organics. This is something I've been ordering for a while. They're not super active on social media, but I actually really, really, really like their whey protein. I've had no trouble with it whatsoever. So I love that. Uh, resistant starch, if you wanted to incorporate that, and that's a whole nother rabbit hole, but resistant starch is also a really valuable compound. Um, maybe you have an episode on it somewhere. I don't, but maybe I should. But Dr. Christensen is where I get that from. And these are the things. So maybe if I remember, there's no pressure, maybe on a Sunday night, I'll get a couple of mason jars out and I'll put a scoop of whatever protein. I'll put a little bit of resistant starch. I'll put my five grams of creatine and then I'll add like a, a green or a red. So does Organifi happen to be a sponsor of your podcast as well? Okay. You're hitting, you're hitting all the hot spots and I love it. Perfect. Hook me up with Organifi, will you? Um, you can plop some Organifi in there. There's also a really cool Reds supplement um, from Joel Green, who is an incredibly interesting mind. I would say he's more on the biohacking side of things, but I've definitely pulled some really useful information from him. He has two supplements, one called Young Body and one called Young Reds. 
and we're probably getting too far into the weeds there. Really, all you need is some protein or some essential aminos and you're good. But once you start seeing the benefits of that, it gets pretty exciting when you realize how much you can stack into like a protein shake. It's like, I can get my protein in there, but how about I get some more of this and some more of this all in one shot? So that makes it really, really easy. So those are the ones that I like right now. And when you say benefits, are you talking about like growing muscle? Are you talking about like energy through your workout? What do you mean by benefits? Benefits for sure. So this also might be a bit in the weeds, but I have become more interested in tracking my progress. And I don't do that through, I don't weigh myself. That's not something that I'm interested in. But what I did do this year was I got a DEXA scan. So you can go, you can book your own DEXA scan, and it is a really reliable way to gauge how much skeletal muscle mass you have. So I've gone in for a DEXA scan, quantified all of that, did my VO2 max, quantified my metabolic rate. I've also just ordered a, oh gosh, what is it called? It's a, it's like an aura ring, but it's specifically geared toward women. Femtech. I've pre-ordered the Femtech ring. So I'm a little bit more interested in quantifying now than I used to be. But what I have seen is my recovery has increased. My, my speed of recovery has increased. I'm able to do more difficult things, lift heavier, work harder, and still feel just as good the next day. I attribute this to really just the proteins and the amino acids. It's that simple. It wasn't anything crazier, anything more major than that. But I also have put on muscle. I can see it. I can see it in places that I didn't have it before. My proportions are changing. And that's not something that I set out to do. I really just wanted to be healthier for the long haul for my kids and for myself and for my family. But it is so interesting when you stay curious about this stuff and you start to notice things, they start to catch your eye. So I'll go back for another DEXA scan, I think in six months to see where I'm at. But I've really been on like a dedicated strength building, muscle building program, which we can talk about that as well, if you're interested. You know, do you have a hard stop at the hour, no. Mark? No, I'm good. Because we can scoot right in there, but I have we questions. Can I can scoot. Okay. 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 Tell me. Um, well, you were, I, you mentioned the Femtech. I actually haven't heard of that one yet, but um, I want to talk a little bit about tracking apps um, and your thought on them. Because, you know, if we look at these trackers objectively, yeah. so I'm talking about things like the Aura Ring, um, you know, what else? Well, Femtech would be one. Yeah. What's that other uh, one? Loop, Zip, Zippo. Yeah. I don't know what they're all called. <laughs> Zippo. Um, Zippy, Zip, but if, look, if we are looking at them objectively, they're, they're just tools, right? They're not necessarily good. They're not necessarily bad. They're just yeah. tools. And it, with any tool, it really depends on who's wielding the tool in the context that we apply to them. For me, what I have found, and it, it makes me think of what you said earlier about people who want to construct this life around perfectionism. For me, those tools can be a way to do that, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, for me, I also have noticed following um, external data points sometimes pulls me out of uh, following my own internal data points. Like how I'm feeling inside, my intuition, what have you. Um, and so I have found that I don't really have a lot of success. And I'm, you know, permission to change my mind always. Yeah. I don't really have a lot of success using them because it keeps me 
fixated on stuff going on outside of me. I've found that a lot of people feel the exact opposite about them, which is it helps them connect to their bodies more. And so I would love to hear you riff about this a little bit. Oh, it man. seems like you like like using these. Trackers. But I used to hate them. And okay. this is actually something I've been thinking about a lot lately as I'm starting to present this to the world. I mean, this is a journey that I've been on personally for four or five years that I haven't shared much about because I've been doing all of this mental and emotional turning over of the topic. Because for me, for a very long time, I was like, stop it. We have to stop this. Tracking everything, tracking macros, doing all of these things that just push people farther into these toxic patterns. Some of these things, you know, they they have that sheen of health, that sheen of being beneficial. But in reality, they actually end up being detrimental. They end up feeding into these tendencies that I had for many, many years to judge myself so harshly from day to day. I mean, I wouldn't give myself but 24 hours before I was saying nothing has changed, like something is wrong. I unearthed some from years ago, I unearthed some tracking sheets that I had made for myself where I was tracking every gram of fiber, every gram carb fiber, sugar, everything. And I was in misery at that point in my life. Everything I ate was a a moral pass fail. Everything I did at the gym was a moral pass fail. And that is a toxic place to be for years. And this was the evolution of the Balanced Bites podcast as well, which maybe you noted if you were a listener for any period of time was I was I certainly ended that podcast. Well, the podcast is back now, but the podcast partnership that I had for eight years when we took a hiatus before we brought it back two years later, I was 100% on the team of like, let's focus on quality of life. Do not count. Don't obsess. Have whatever you want. And I have been that person for probably five years. I don't restrict myself anything. If I want ice cream and cookies, that's what I'm going to have. I feel like I have a very balanced relationship with food at this point because I recognize what it can do for me, but I also recognize that food is also, as human beings, it is a pleasurable experience. It connects us to our senses. It brings people together. It brings us new experiences. It enables us to experience worldwide cultures without like leaving the city that we live in. It's incredible. There is no level of obsession about food that I ever want to dip my toe back into because that was not a good place. It's not worth it for me, for my kids, for my family, nothing. So it has been a very interesting evolution for me to have spent the last however many years just becoming really curious about my body with absolutely no judgment attached to anything. I can wonder like, huh, I might have like, you know, I I feel like I might be fitting in my clothes a little bit differently. And to not have anything attached to that whatsoever. Like if my clothes don't fit, I can buy other clothes. There, there is no angst or, or obsession attached to it anymore. And now I'm in this place where I'm like, I'm actually kind of curious what this is doing for me. I do want to build muscle and I want to do it efficiently. Can I do that without disrupting my own life, but also be curious about what the results are? 
So I go and I get a DEXA scan and in six months I get another one. I am not stepping on the scale every morning. I'm not writing a single damn thing down about my food during the course of the day, the week, or the month. All I am doing, if I'm doing anything, is making sure I get enough protein to support my goals. I'm making sure I eat enough. And that's another topic. People, when you're talking about working out specifically, which I know we haven't talked about that yet, you can work out as much as you want, but you have to eat. Like you have to eat. I know there are people who want to go to CrossFit every day or they want to run a marathon. They want to train for this and that. That's great. The problem I think for most women is not necessarily overtraining. It's under eating for the volume of training that you want to do. You can do almost anything if you are training and recovering properly and paying attention to your body, but it's the fact that people undereat or they are using food as a means to beat their bodies into submission, food and exercise as well. So I want to assure people that number one, it's very weird to me that I'm even in this space of quantifying because I was so disinterested in it for so many years. But now that I have come to this place of detachment from the outcome and really just being curious as to what's possible these quantifying apps, rings, you know, things actually become interesting and fun. And that's where I'm at Mm -hmm. now. But if you're not there, then this is not, this is not something that you should, that you should pursue. If you're not mentally and emotionally detached from the outcome, it's not a road I would go down. I've even talked about this with like CGMs, continuous glucose monitors, Mm -hmm. because people, like you have to be in in a certain headspace to be able to almost like handle that amount of data. I yeah. I feel like I've worked with clients who have gotten them because you know obviously blood sugar regulation pretty BFD. You know, like we can both agree to that. It's a yeah. it's a big F and deal, and getting that data can be like life changing for somebody. But I've just had folks being like, well, what does this mean? What does this mean? And I did this. What does this mean? It's like if you can't be able to like, if you don't have the ability or the capacity to step back and kind of look at patterns and pattern assess without getting so caught up in each individual data marker and data point, I think it can feed those unhealthy behavior patterns. Absolutely. You know what, this conversation is also making me think about, um, you know, you're talking about your approach to food. And I think a lot of my story mimics what you're saying, um, but same with exercise. So part of my, um, healing journey. We have to find a better word than journey, but I I don't know. Like, you know, my healing experience, part (laughs) of that process was actually doing less exercise, right? Because I was like, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it all the way. And I would get injured. I would like sideline myself over and over and over again. Um, So in order to essentially like rehabilitate my body, I had to prioritize more restorative practices, more nervous system support, um, like as a way to rebound resiliency and like a robustness, you know? Yeah. And now my health journey or my experience is incorporating more challenging physical activity, like actually pushing myself a little bit. And I've, I've thought about this before where like people coming to the podcast, you know, it might feel like a little whiplashy, like, okay, like five years ago, she was talking about this and now she's talking about this, but honestly, it's just so contextual for me. Um, like where I'm at in my life, where I'm at with my health, um, just feeling more like stronger and more robust. And like, to me, challenging myself in the gym or in the studio, like that feels 
fun to me, you know, yeah. like how far can I take this thing without using it as a way of like self-flagellation or, you know, a way to like kind of berate myself uh, physically. Um, and so we know that physical activity or exercise can be a buffer for stress. Um, but there's a tipping point, as mm -hmm. you say, and how do you, like, how do you find this for yourself? Uh, God, this is where I love what you said earlier about tuning in to your like internal, what did you say? You didn't say compass, but there's some kind of internal intuition. I'm not great with the intuition. I never have been, <laughs> but I really like that idea. And that's where like the only people that can answer that is the individual. You have to be tuned mm -hmm. in enough and be honest enough with yourself to say, this is a little too much. And also I know where this goes, right? There was a time when I also would <clears throat> exercise to the nth degree and I'd keep it up for like three to six weeks. And then I would just check out. I would not be able to do anything for months after that, because not only did I like blow out my body, but I blew out my mind. There's just so much going on when you're doing that level of activity. And I don't know exactly how to find the sweet spot. I think it depends on Or maybe on this person. is where the trackers come in. Like if you have, if you yes. know you have a towards this stuff, maybe having like almost the external accountability via yeah. a tracker might be helpful make, to show like, hey, you're actually pushing yourself beyond your capacity right now. Yeah. Yeah. There's an app called Sleep Cycle that I use sometimes. The only daily thing that I do it, like in a tracking way is this app called Sleep Cycle. And I'll do it some days of the week just to see how my sleep is. But sometimes it does do that to me while well, I look at it and it gives me a score of like 65%. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm bad. I'm so bad. I sleep bad. Um, and so that can mess with you a little bit. And then you're like, well, now I'm going to be tired the rest of the day. And you just kind of, that's <laughs> your narrative for the rest of the day. Like I'm going to be a horrible mom. I'm going to yell at everybody. So I might as well start yelling now. And so that kind of messes with me a little bit, but just when you wake up in the morning, I think we can all tune into like, how, how am I feeling today? And if the kids woke us up overnight, this still happens to me all the time. Cause I have a two and a half year old. She literally angry yells from her room in the middle of the night sometimes. And we have to bring her in. And, but when you wake up, you're like, how did I sleep? Like, do I feel okay? Do I feel groggy? Do I feel like shit? Or do I feel like I can sort of take on the day, like to a degree? That's, I think a really good place to plug in where you're not necessarily quantifying things with an external calculator or an external tracker, but you're just paying attention. And that moment when you wake up is probably the most tuned in we're going to be for the rest of the day, depending on how busy we are and how crazy our lives are. And that's probably that first opportunity to really tune in. And if you sleep like crap, my number one thing is like, did I eat enough? And it's that it's that spectrum, right? Did I eat enough? But also there are times when I ate too much and that was a 100% my, my decision. I went out and I had an amazing meal and I went to bed too soon after eating and I slept like crap. Those are the questions you can ask yourself. But 90% of the time it's, did I prioritize? Like, did I nourish myself yesterday? Probably the answer is no. So we've talked a lot about um, nutrition, you know, ways to build muscle, and all that, but like, should we actually talk about ways to build muscle, like actually physically moving your body, you know, and now it's like, we have to do kind of all the things, right. It's like 
flexibility. There's like, you know, it, it just becomes overwhelming. Like I have to do yes. my core strength. I have to do my pelvic floor because that's what it even is that like, do I still have one anymore? I don't know. <laughs> I have to learn how to breathe like diaphragmatic breathing. I have to, yes. you know, it's like all the things plus build muscle. It's just becomes a little bit overwhelming. Is there a way to do it without like working out all day, every day? Well, I'm glad you asked, Erin, because I have a solution for everyone who's asking that same question. Uh, (laughs) Truly, though, this was the exact question that I was asking myself. And I've said this before. One of the reasons that I work is so that I can have a trainer. And I know that's not accessible to everyone time-wise or financially, but I am an obliger and I, my, my word for myself is inertia. Like I am a body not in motion. I tend to stay not in motion. So, so for me, having someone waiting for me, programming for me, telling me what to do, this is invaluable. And so these were the same questions that I was asking my trainer. I was like, I can't, I can't do this four times a week. I can't, this is, it's too much. It's too much of a time commitment, all of that. So I was like, how am I going to do everything? Because when I was doing CrossFit back in the day, it was like, you'd go in and you'd CrossFit for an hour. And then they'd want you to do come early for mobility, take this mobility class. And then it was yoga, you know, hot yoga flow, whatever. It was just piling everything on top. It was yoga for flexibility, CrossFit for strength and functional fitness, mobility class as well. And it just gets to be too much. So this is the question I asked my trainer. I was like, can we do all of this stuff? Can we do mobility and flexibility and agility while building strength and endurance? And he was like, yeah, but you got to program it right. And that's where I realized like Liz before in the before times was very happy being 35 and like, oh, I can just do whatever feels right for my body and not really pay attention and, and everything will turn out fine. There comes a point where we have to balance reality and what we want for our futures with what we are actually doing now. And I'm all about being soft with yourself and giving yourself grace. That is my operating system 90% of the time. Like I said, I'm like the lazy inertia, veg out, watch, watch succession. And not even that, like not even just be lazy, veg out, eating ice cream and watching TV. I am the like doing less. I want to sit and look at my kids playing. I want to relax. I want to value rest and recuperation and give myself moments to think versus do. So that's very important to me, which is why I was asking the question of, can we do all this stuff in an hour? Like, can we stop piling on? And when we program properly, when we bring our attention to that, yes, it is possible. And so that's why And I always feel cheesy promoting myself, but that's why I worked with my trainer and his wife, who is a nutrition specialist and trainer as well, to put together this athletic mom program. It is now an app and it is a comprehensive training program that does all of those things in an hour. It is programmed so that you can hit mobility, balance, agility, flexibility, strength, endurance, all of that stuff in one program. And, and in an easy way with minimal time and minimal space, like you can do all of those things, but you have to number one, build a proper foundation and build from there. And that's what I wanted to serve up for people. I I felt like I had the opportunity to put all of that together in one place for folks 
to use, folks who don't have a trainer or folks who want to be more efficient, not waste any time because we don't have time to waste. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. Yeah. And is this something you need to like have a lot of, like I have dumbbells, I've got some bands, but I don't have like a full gym at my house. No. You know, do you yeah. need full tilt exercise equipment? No, we, so right now what we have are two, that our main signature programs are two eight-week programs. We have the Athletic Mom Foundations and we have Athletic Mom Strength. All of that requires, like, I don't, I'm not good with numbers, like six square feet of space. I don't know what it would be, but a kettlebell for the foundations program, a slam ball, a kettlebell, resistance bands. That's all you need. That's all you need. And you can do so much. The strength program, which is the follow-on to the foundations program, it's all in the app. The strength program requires like two sets of dumbbells and I can't remember what else. There's like a step up bench, something like that. All the programs are, are bleeding together in my mind now, but I think all you need in addition is two sets of dumbbells, one light and one medium. And you can do all of this stuff. Now we are building out additional programming for people because what we find is that people get so confident once they've gone through the eight week foundations program that they're like, what else? I want to do more. So we are building out gym-specific strength and ongoing programs for people that are like, I'm ready. I'm ready to use more equipment and go to the gym. But the other beautiful thing about resistance bands in particular is that you can edit your resistance. You can also play with pace to achieve a different stimulus. So you could go through that eight-week program multiple times, manipulating your resistance with your bands, getting a heavier kettlebell, all of that, and you've got all of it built into one. There's also the emphasis on mobility, on flexibility, on balance, and it's really a remarkable program. And and for me, it was literally just translating and bringing my trainers 10 years of expertise, working with people of all ages, from athletes to people in their 50s and 60s and beyond, putting it all together in one place for everyone to benefit from. Um, congratulations on doing that. That's no easy feat. And so well, like so well needed. Is that's what I'm trying to say? It's well, needed. It's a very needed system. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we'll obviously link up everything in the show notes, but can you also verbally tell people where to find that program? Okay. So the program is called the Athletic Mom Program. And this was just because when I first started developing this with my trainer, I was like, I just want to feel athletic. I want to be a mom and I want to be fit for motherhood but you don't have to be a mom to take advantage of the program. It was just where I was at the time. Feeling athletic is so much more than just like feeling strong. Feeling athletic is like you feel capable. You feel like you can tackle almost anything. You feel like a you feel like a badass. Like I wanted to feel like a badass again, but going to a CrossFit gym and slinging around a barbell was not going to be the best way for me to get to that point. I needed to focus on everything. So athleticmom.com is where you can find all of the, the, the programs that we have available or the options that we have available yearly, monthly. And we'll do, uh, if you're okay with this, we'll do 20% off with the code FUNK. Yes. Yeah. Funk will be the code. We'll do we'll do all caps. I think that probably I think we should probably do all caps. But athleticmom.com is where you can find that a little bit more about the program. You can always reach out to me. It's at Real Food Liz. We do have an Instagram page, but through all of this, like we're not trying to be fitfluencers, you know, like we're not trying to be Instagram fitness people. I just wanted to provide something 
to everybody else that had been so meaningful and helpful to me. So that's where you can find it. And you can always address questions directly to me. I'm at Real Food Liz on Instagram. I answer my DMs as quickly as, as humanly possible, as I'm sure you also do. Just like me. Just like you. <laughs> that was the sarcasm I was doing. Um, uh-huh. Okay. Last quick question, because you mentioned succession. Are you also in a succession depression like me? Yes, I am. It's I understand the poeticness of the, also like spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the, the final episode of that, but I, I was really pulling for them to all like band together and pull through. I was and I was like too. feeling sad about it. I was too, but I will, I am always disappointed by finales. I was like, wow, that was well done. But the entire, mm. the way they brought it around and, and the way, God, how much can I say? The way one of the characters lost his effing mind at the end was perfection. It was everything about it I thought was so good. Even though I was just like you, I was really rooting for like the family thing. It just, yeah. just didn't happen. Although I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for Mr. Darcy. <laughs> I don't want to I know. He really came out on top, didn't he? He did. Um, did. I love him. Okay. Anyway, that was amazing. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to get to chat with you today and I appreciate you coming on the show. I know everyone will love the new app. I can't wait to sign up myself and I think that's it. So everyone go check out Athletic Mom and Liz on the Instagram. Thank you so much. Thanks, friend. Thanks for letting me come on and ramble. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast. If you got something from today's show, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Take care of you.